It's the Renegades Rant Podcast with your host, the Kentucky Renegade. This podcast is sponsored by Anchor. If you want to start your own podcast, go to anchor.fm or to your phone's app stores and download Anchor today. Welcome to the show, everyone, and I am coming to you from the River City Podcast Studios here in Little Henderson, Kentucky, and wow, here we are on a Tuesday morning, not too bad out here in Henderson, uh, nice and sunny, actually, it's, I think, high of 55 today, and I'm pretty excited about the guests we have on, you know him from TikTok, Adam Paul. 3.0, Adam Haddam. So welcome to the show, brother. Hey, how's it going, man? It's going pretty good. How about yourself? Man, it's going pretty good. I mean, <laughs> being the way everything's going, it's going pretty good over here. All right. Now, what state are you coming from? I'm in Texas. I'm uh, right out, you know, I'm right outside of Dallas. Uh, I'm in Dallas County, but um, kind of by those. Lake Ray Hubbard, Rockwall, Rowlett area, out in the suburbs. Nice area down there. Yeah. So, well, we got a whole lot to get into today, but for the people who don't really know who you are and haven't seen you too much on TikTok, uh, me and Lambo have been promoting you for all the work you do. You did our logos for our podcasts. So, how did you uh, come about getting into this? Did you go to school for it? And yeah, kind of- I did. Uh, I kind of give you a little background. I've never really given anybody my background, <laughs> but uh, you know, I'm I'm 49 years old, so my my background's long. Um, I actually started off in sales and finance, and I was a F and I guy in the car business until I was in my you know late 20s, and then I opened a real estate company and a mortgage company, and then in the 2008 that went down, and I went to college. My my wife's a she teaches at a college now. So she asked me to go ahead and go to college because I had to reinvent myself because real estate kind of crashed. And my daughter was born pretty much at the same time. And I was the primary wage earner, you know, and it was pretty tough to go from that transition. So I went, I went ahead and I, I went to school, got my degree in 3D animation, but that's not how it actually started. I actually went in to be a pilot. And then I saw that they were just basically glorified bus drivers. Uh, so, and by the time, and by the time I finished paying for that, I would have you know, never been able to get my money back out of it. The investment just wasn't there. And so I kind of looked at different things and, uh, I took a class because I'd come from real estate in 3d modeling, thinking that I was going to be using styrofoam and sticks to build like, you know, like places. Cause I followed Donald Trump way before he was president. Cause he was a, you know, an icon in, in the real estate industry. He's the, he was the goat, you know? So, you're, you know, I thought I was going to be building little cities out of styrofoam. And it turned out what that was was 3D modeling inside of a computer, which I never really used more than, you know, what I needed to use for a program for finance for selling whatever product I was selling or to use some Internet stuff. I never really gotten into the art world at all. I didn't I never even drawn anything at that point, uh, <laughs> which sounds kind of weird. So, uh, you know, I'm. I was like, I guess, 34, 35 years old when that, that all came down. And um, I took the class, and the guy asked me to draw something. And uh, so I did. 
And I actually had kind of a little back and forth with the guys like, look, I really didn't know this is what I was doing in here. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I, I could probably draw you some stick figures or something, but that's about as good as it's going to get. And he goes, look, man, as long as you put some effort into it, I'm not going to hold you accountable for your talent level. You know, I was like, oh, okay. So I went home, took my time and came back and I turned out I had the best drawing in class. Damn. And I honestly was looking at it and couldn't believe I was able to do that. I, I still look at these things and like, I don't know where this is coming from because I never really had that talent before. I just ran my mouth. I liked acting. I liked, uh, you know, theater. <laughs> I was uh, an athlete. You know, I played football. I boxed, did martial arts, you know, things of that nature. I, I wasn't into the art world. My brother was an artist. Uh, he was my half brother, but he was, a, he was an artist. And so I kind of just never really was into it. You know, and uh, turned out I was really good at it. Amazing. And so it's what that turned how, into. It's what? amazing how you can find that hidden talent that you didn't know you had. Right. Right. So then I started taking the animation classes and I got my degree in 3D animation and simulation <clears throat> development. You know, so that's what my degree is in. And so to, to be able to build an environment. So we learned how to build video games and, you know, make the characters, do modeling, motion capture. You know, of course, an animation, 3D modeling, texturing, skinning, owning. And, and now pretty much all that stuff is automated. So it's a <laughs> the job killers are real, you know, and that's at that time, only two percent of the world really did animation. And now because of phones and the power of these apps, you know, pretty much anybody can do anything. If you know how to ask the questions to get the right software. Right. You know. Yeah. So no. that turned into me doing billboard signs and publications and things like that for a while. Did some a lot of 3D animation stuff for some car dealerships and stuff, you know, for uh, their billboard signs. Uh, I don't know. That's how that's how it all came about. And as far as TikTok and making videos, I only got on TikTok to monitor my daughter. And uh, as I was going through, all this crap was happening. We were sitting at home all the time, and I just. You know, I had a couple of, I watched a couple of people and I was like, hey, I can make some videos. I mean, I'm not doing anything else right now. And so, and especially they were saying you could get paid. I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> and my daughter's telling me all about it. And so I jump in there and uh, I had, I, I did a video uh, about, and at the time it was conspiracy. Okay. But it was about the China, Iran, Saudi Arabia, all coming together and forming a correlation, correlation, correlation. Uh, back uh this was in 2020 uh, i guess yeah and so i was uh putting all that together and it went viral like and i got like eight thousand followers overnight and uh then it just kind of built from there and i built that side up and then i started getting banned all the time and then they took the, the sound out of that video and it pissed me off so I just kept making videos on that same because they never would, you know, everybody's getting banned and all that kind of stuff. They weren't banning me. They would just like take them down my videos. I have probably 30 or 40 violations on that account. They never took it down. Wow. <laughs> and they this... just shadow banned it. They just put it in this place where you won't see anything. Well, I know with mine, with my new name, because I originally went under the Kentucky Renegade Patriots 1776, and then I put a dot and how many times I've been banned. But with the right. new one, with the Ghost of Renegades Pass, now this first one, I've got at least 18 videos taken down. They have they just continue to put me in account warning, but they haven't right. taken me down yet. 
but that's because I really haven't put my face on there very much. So I'm thinking that I'm kind of getting away with it a little bit, but they'll put me on a comment band or they'll put me on a post band or view only for a few days. And mm-hmm. like right now it's in view only till uh, Thursday, I believe. And then I'm back full on that one, but I got my backup now. So, well, honestly, none of you guys really know who I am if it wasn't for Tony. <clears throat> yeah. The Packing Patriot, because yeah. he he just one day reached out to me. He's like, dude, your content is on fire. I don't know why you're not super famous on this app. I think you're just so shadow banned. They're never going to let you out of here. So why don't you just open a new account? And I him hawed around for a couple of weeks because I was like, no, screw that. Uh, and he finally talked me into doing it. And as soon as I did it, I like 6,000 followers overnight on that new account. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> people were like, I haven't seen you in a while. And they were saying all kinds of nice things. And then I started seeing what happened to me happen to so many people and they would have to open up new accounts. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to start helping all of these people out. Every time somebody's account goes, it just became too much work at some point, <laughs> at a point. But at first, I just started promoting people. Every time they would lose an account, I would start making videos on them. And then I started doing the reface videos, you know, and uh, here we are. And, and some of those reface videos are fucking hilarious. I love the one that you did for me. I mean, I don't know how many times I've watched that and just laughed my ass off about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I did that because, I, I mean, it's hard. Some people's face uh, doesn't work very well with refacing. It just doesn't. They, they're, they'll have a generalized face, so it blends weird or it sits on top strange, and it's, you yeah. can't really get the adjustments made to do it. So. It's like for you, for instance, for you, I probably went through 30 or 40 videos before I found one that would actually work, <laughs> you know, so because well, it's it's the way your face is shaped. It just doesn't peel off and peel on. Some people have peel on, peel off faces like Clint. Clint, you can pretty much put Clint on anybody's face and it will overwhelm their face. Right. So he's easy to make. I can really take a lot of different clips and splice them to be- together and they work really well. Turned out Jimmy was the same way. Uh, and surprisingly enough, Reros, he is awesome to do videos with. You know, his he for whatever reason, the the way they capture him, he right. just he owns the camera. I mean, from left to right to sideways, you know, no matter how the character moves, he really he really fills up the space in a way that captures the entire character so you can't tell that it's not him you know by looking at the faces you look at him you're like that's him i can put him on a muscle bound dude i mean it doesn't matter who i put him on spider-man <laughs> you know and he fits right in there you know it's 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 amazing so some people just have a, a face for it and that's why sometimes i don't make videos for people because i have actually made probably hundreds of videos for people that you wouldn't even think that, you know, people would make videos for, but I just, sorry about that. Yeah. So so it was, uh, you know, all these videos I did, I just couldn't publish them because they weren't relevant by the time I could find something in some cases and other cases, they just, they just really didn't, they wouldn't sell well, you know, and sometimes things that I think are going to do really well, don't do really well, you know, Anytime you want to do any more of me, I'll send you whatever you need to try and make another one. So, okay. <laughs> well, there are different I, I ways. I really to do appreciated it. you making that because I was like, man, that, 
I seen it and I was just laughing my ass off. And uh, I was like, man, that that's just awesome. Because whenever I see your content, I'm like, damn, how does he make his videos look that damn good? Because mine just suck. <laughs> Oh man, that makes me. I appreciate that, but I, I, I don't think it's. Uh, I think it's just the time I've spent and the training that I had, and I worked with, uh, you know, with people, a lot of different groups that did different things within the, my college. So, I got uh, a pretty wide variety of an education as far as compositing, uh, editing, blending, things like that. You know, it's a big deal when you're doing 3D animation because you're you're building a scene. And you got to learn how to compositing is a big deal. Learn how to layer things in, you know, you're doing rotoscopes and things of that nature. Yeah. At one point in time, <laughs> I considered going, going to school to do something like that. And I don't know. I just like that in the way. So I end up, you know, just working. I worked 21 years in the medical field and then COVID hit, worked through that for the majority of it. And then they start talking mandates and, you know, the hospital I was working for was just, it was a mess. So I was just like, I'm done with this and got out of it. And now I'm into working in a distribution center. So that's where well, I COVID is when I really started making a lot of videos because that's what really got me in trouble. And it turns out 90% of what I was sharing was absolutely has been proven true. Still have a little ways to go, but <laughs> you know, it's like 90% of what I was posting is now true. It's just the Hunter laptop got me banned. Uh, I mean, literally playing these articles, just literally. And they would ban me. For, and it just, it got old, man. Um, but COVID, it's like my mom was a nurse. Pixie, she had been making videos. I, I started seeing all these nurses making videos. And I was, and plus my mom was saying, don't, don't do this. And my wife, she teaches veterinary technology. Okay. So she was like, there's something not right about everything they're saying here, Adam. And so we were like, well, we'll just hold off because we're not going to be an experiment, you know. And I, and then the more I learned, the more I tried to sell them. And then uh, finally, all my friends, all my direct friends were like, yeah, we're not taking that shit because I was giving the information. So it was, we were effective, even though people think we didn't get the word out. And a lot of people took it anyway. A lot of people were forced into it, you know, as their livelihood or take the risk. You know what I mean? Right. Like 20 people got it at their work and they were still walking around and just fine, you know, because like, was it one in 800 had a uh, severe reaction yeah. or a heart problem and our seven, you know, 7% had a, a, a severe reaction. Uh, the other that there was another percentage that had heart reactions, you know, one in 800, I think is the number. Yeah. It was like one in 800. Yeah. So, but, you know, there's, Still a lot of truth coming out about that. And I mean, they're, they're waking up right now. The doctors are coming out every day. We have people that were doing research before that are coming out, laying out the information. But as yeah. soon as they started telling Peter McCauley, he didn't know what he was talking about and taking people's lives. I mean, we knew something was up. There's something was just insane. People had lost their minds in a way that we had never seen before in all of our years. Yeah, as soon as I got out of the medical industry, that's when I started getting into TikTok. I mean, I was on Facebook, and I was banned off Facebook. I'm not allowed to get back on Facebook. Uh, Twitter, I was taken down. It's because I was speaking out on these shots. Uh, I knew from the jump that there was something fishy with the entire uh, pandemic, and I just knew that something was not right about everything that they were saying and doing. 
So I started speaking out against it, and then I started getting hammered and taken down and banned and everything else on TikTok. But, you know, like a lot of us, we're just resilient. We're going to continue to push our message, and you're mm-hmm. just another one of those that's instrumental in the, all of this that's going on. And, you know, we're just glad to have people like you and me and, you know, Three Rows, Packing Patriot, Mr. Freedom Stick, Lambo, all of them out here continuing to talk Ant, about it. And he's been, I mean, he's got a great influence and he uses his platform for some fantastic things. Patriot Mama. Oh, yeah. I mean, these, we got so, I mean, I, we're surrounded by probably the best people that you could hope to be surrounded by as far right. as the community. And I think that's part of the reason they work so hard to keep us apart is because. Our ideology is the one they're trying to squash. Absolutely. You know? And that's I what we, that, you know, we, yeah, go ahead. Uh, that I believe that's very true on one aspect. And then on the other aspect, you know, you have all these others that are out here trying to create drama and all it's doing is separating everybody. And the ones okay. with the, the ones with the really critical thinking skills and that are the diehard, we're going to get our messages out there are not going to be affected. You know, you're just making your lo- yourself look stupid for being out here creating the drama and starting it because people like us are not going to fall for it. Right. And it, it's just, it's really sad though. I mean, I've seen, I, I literally last night had a, a creator reach out to me because of a bullying incident and it was, it really, I was so pissed off. I, I just, I just didn't even know how to respond because it was another Patriot, a guy that dares to use himself as a Patriot and put 1776 is literally going to somebody's site and trying to say that they're, you know, and this person paid, posted a humorous post and they came on there just to bully them. A dude. Yeah. It's like, what, what are you doing? This makes no sense at all. And I've seen it happen with a few creators, but, and I've made response videos for a couple because, you know, but I'm I'm refraining from that because I don't want to participate in the drama and I don't want to sit there and go back and forth with people that are just not who they say they are. They, they're, they're, you can be a patriot and have a bad character, you know, and there's a few of them out there. And I try to, I literally try to stay away from those people. And if you come onto my page and you start insulting people, you can you can have a conversation with them. You can even disagree with them and fight and argue about it. But if you call people names, you're immediately blocked on my, my, my channel. I have blocked so many people because if you do the name calling, you start calling people names and insulting them for literally having a different opinion of you, you can't stay and play because that's not – I'm not here to play high school. We're here to have open discussions. I'm an independent. I'm not a Republican. I used to think I was, but then I really know, you know, the 2008 crisis, that's all Bush's fault. 100%. They pretty much deregulated the financial institution and allowed them the greed of any corporation, same as like we're dealing with today. They, they literally did that to us because they deregulated a business. Uh, something that had regulation in place on purpose. The Republicans aren't any better. They're, they're, they fall in line with the same tactics, the same thing. They just have a different way of getting there. Absolutely. And they, and they still do it. And you see all the backdoor deals being done. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, they work together in collusion to, you know, throw off the American people and keep us divided, whether it's 
right versus left, Republican versus Democrat, uh, white versus black, you name it. They're doing everything they can to keep America divided, and they will continue to do so because we've allowed it to happen. We just haven't figured the way out to stop it yet. Well, it's it's the great American stage. It's a play. You know, it's every day's a it's like Matt Gates. I will not. He'll never be. I will never join in. I will never be a part of it. Signs right in. Now, I don't know whether because I don't know that McCarthy was. I mean, I know he's WF, but so is everybody. That's the whole problem with this. And so I, I, I get that part of it. I get the objection, but I don't think he's necessarily the the wrong guy you know i don't i think he's controlled opposition i think they have i think trump wanted him there for a reason yeah i i truly believe that and i think gates held out as long as he could and he got something part of a deal and he he just went ahead and uh voted present which i mean i give him props for holding his ground Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's been consistent on saying some things that he wanted and that he wasn't going to vote for McCarthy. So, you know, technically he didn't vote for McCarthy. He didn't he vote did. for him. So, but, and, and that's what, there's, there's where my uh, thing is. It's, it was all political theater. That's all this was. And so it's, uh, that's why, you know, it's just a show. The reality is if he got what he wanted, he was going to, to, to fold, you know, and that could have just been the message itself without making it conspiratorial <laughs> without making it bigger than what it is. Yeah. Cause now you're saying like Byron Donalds, he got what he wanted. He's going to be on a committee. Um, and I think, I think maybe what Gates was holding out for is for them to get people like Ilhan Omar and all these other people that are extreme left off these committees, which has happened, out, which has come out today that McCarthy said he's going to start pulling these people off these committees and we'll see exactly. if that actually happens. And I think it will. I mean, clearly, McCarthy is not for these people. So, I mean, he's also with with the him coming in. These committees and these hearings are going to happen. Now, what will let, if you look to the past and, and and see? There's really nobody ever is held accountable. So again, just it's political theater until somebody goes to jail, and until Hunter Biden is arrested, until somebody takes the the threat that we've been compromised as a government real, you know, some up there, they got it. I mean, real people. I mean, the people that are involved, the people that are involved in those organizations that aren't the other guys, because you can't tell me that everybody in the FBI is bad. You can't tell me everybody in the CIA is bad. Now I know they get roped into whatever they get roped into and they're working for somebody just like anybody else. And they're in really high profile positions. You know, so I just I don't think they're all bad. I think you got leadership that's bad. And I honestly believe and I think we were I was talking to you about that before was I believe that this has all been orchestrated by the Pentagon. I think they are an arm of the WEF here in America. I think that's how I think that's how it gets established. And and they because they're the only ones that are big enough and have the reach to do something so complex as what's happened over the last three years, four years. And it's actually, and if you look back, uh, the Pentagon, the WF was at the Pentagon and, uh, 2015. Yes. So, you know, you look at the, the connections, I mean, the things that I don't want to say, you know, uh, correlation is causation or that these people are these people, 
But how do you deny it? Because the steps are there. So explain everything happening to your playbook. I mean, down to what everything that's going on now is if you watch their videos now, the WEF, they're like, oh, it's all this gloom and doom and we're here to save you. But prior to that, they were talking about having to, to, to it's going to be destroyed because they need to be rebuilt. You know, that was in 2015, 2016. They, the plan is, from the Pentagon's perspective, was uh, 2045, it's going to be a different planet. You know, everything from the materials we use to the technologies that we have to the labor force and, the labor force and how it works. And, yeah. you know, new technologies are going to wipe out jobs. I mean, I think the I think the Department of Defense has been at this for a very, very long time. I think the World Economic Forum, yes, it's working in correlation with them. I believe that it was also in correlation with the uh, Rockefellers and the Rothschilds, if you want to go down that road. Well, I, the, I don't I don't see if I, there's a certain point where we, we get into things where we can't prove them. We can't say if you can't prove it or you can't, you know, we can always like throw some things together, some old writings, some old articles, and start putting things, try to piece them together. But the bottom line is as soon as you start mentioning those names, you get discredited right. as a conspiracy theorist. So if you try to take it too far back, whether it be true or not, you're a conspiracy theorist. I mean, I did a whole deal on COINTELPRO, right? right? It literally was a government program that was exposed by the Senate that they ran a government operation that was ran by the FBI to do exactly what they're doing right now back then. Except the only difference is, is you would take the Black Panthers and, and the uh, anti-war movement as their targets at that time, where now it's Republicans, conservatives, and, and the, the MAGA crowd, you know? That's, right. So it's, it's really no different. The same things were happening. Just different people were in the, in the crosshairs. So the FBI has been operating like this for a very, very, very long time. Because they are the... American, the government, I mean, that's what I know they were established to investigate themselves, the, the federal government, but they've been made to investigate everybody in, in America. That's they're the CIA of, of America, where the CIA operates outside of America, quote unquote. <laughs> the FBI operates inside America. So do we do we need data collection? Do is that is that necessary to prevent you know, things like 9-11. <clears throat> and 9-11 I mean, is the whole, whole animal itself because... Well, yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, let, let's pretend, <clears throat> let's take, if we take the conspiracy out of it and the reason they put it in there, the Patriot Act, right? Right. W is it preventable by collecting data on everybody? Mm. You know? So that, that's, that's my kind of my point is I, I really don't think, that, you know, it's like people want to take guns away. People use cars. They use knives. It doesn't matter. If people want to kill somebody, they're going to kill somebody. You know, I mean, it's just it's, it's you look crazy. At what's going, you look at what's going on today. I mean, even today, there's a uh, mass stabbing in Maryland, and there's yeah. such a suspect. All these stabbings are starting to happen now. Well, there for a while, there wasn't any. It was all gun, and now you're seeing more and more people stabbing people. So no matter what you take away or try to take away, people are going to find another way to do it. Right. Well, and then and then also there's a lot of people get trapped in these conspiracy theories and they really it's it's really hard to disseminate between what's true and false because people don't have the language. So like if I'm in finance, we we say certain words, 
that would be specifically used for finance, but you could use them in 10 other ways. Right. Right. So it's like all the digital currency that they're talking about. It's very, it, I, I honestly don't think there's any benefit for them to do it the way that people think, but yeah. are they going, are they working on a new payment system and a new framework for a payment and economic system? Yes, absolutely. Because they're going to make it cheaper to pay their people on the back end. That's all back end banking crap, but we're, we're pushing it as it was going to be the new currency and they're going to take away cash and money. There's literally no benefit in that for them. Can you imagine the server space that it would take to collect all that data? Can you imagine? Do you think that that's what do you think that's what the Fed wants to be doing? That they want to be hiring who knows how many people to analyze how much how much data they're in the banking, but they, they have they make so much money off just money. It's just that's what they do. Right. It's the banks, you know. So it's 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 just not feasible. For them to want to put out this type of thing so they can track all our purchases and that we can have this. And even the uh, it turns out that even this uh, this social credit score isn't working out very well for the Chinese for the same reason. The infrastructure, the amount of data, the amount of data points they're trying to collect, it just won't work. There's no way. It's just too massive of a system. And the amount of energy and all of these things that it costs to run things like that will kill their carbon footprint. The same as digital currency is killing their carbon footprint, which is all bullshit to me. But that's still based on what the, the energy they use, the carbon taxes have to be spent and recovered. Right. Right. They can't, they can't afford to have a world of digital currency and the, and the dangers of, of being able to turn that system off. It would be insane. Now I know some, they've got the digital wand. And I know there's other people tested and I know they've ran some scenarios here, but at no point has it been feasible, financially viable. So I just, I have a hard time believe that they would do that in that mannerism and anytime in the next 40 years, 50 years anyway, because we're too, it's too wide open. I think the only reason why it's really being pushed is because they know that every financial system's on the verge of collapsing anyways, because like here in the U S I mean, they say the national debt's near $40 trillion, but if you bring in all the unfunded liabilities and all the other oh, yeah. with it, it's 300 trillion. That's never going to be repaid. Well, Don't we're slaves. Pay. People just, they have to recognize what we are. We're slaves. We pay into a system that we're all we're all part of the same slave system. Yep, that's Absolutely. the reality. We're enslaved to this government. It's going to take what they want. They decide how many, you know, pieces. Of, uh, you know how the pie is sliced. And a lot of people don't understand the economics and the fiat currency systems. That's what it is. You you are a debt slave. You everybody's like, well, slavery hasn't been around for years. I was like. Uh, yeah, you punch, you punch a clock, don't you? And you, you get paid, and they take te- taxes out from you, don't don't they? And well, yeah, well, you know, you're a debt slave because you got to continue to keep working to so-called pay off the debt. Right. It's a, it's it's just amazing to me how many people don't really understand the way our economy works. I mean, well, I I, I really basic. do understand it. Uh, it's it's very simple. <laughs> right. It's it's not a complicated system, and I know a lot of people are like, 
we should get real rid of the Fed. And I, are you really wanting to give our government control of our money supply? Are, are, are really, these guys can't do anything right. Why would you want them to have their hands on the monetary system? It's insanity. I would I mean, never turn uh, that over to the government. Yeah, I wouldn't turn it over to the government, but it's a double-edged sword because then you see who's behind the Fed, and then you're like, well, you're screwed kind of either way because you got the globalists who run the Fed, and then you Correct. got the globalists who run the, the government, and you don't want either. You just don't want it at all, period. Well, the whole thing is that you don't need it. You decided you're that's the way we're going to make a trading system. So the, the only faith in, you know, as an fiat currency is our faith in the, the trade for it. Right. You know, so as soon as that's gone and we've already lost our petrodollar status. So that's that's a thing of the past. So really, it's just based on our willingness to work for it. And uh, and what we can you know, basically, because we have we produce so much here with natural resources that, you know, some people need us. So we but very quickly, we're not going to be needed in that fashion as no. technology continues to grow. As technology continues to grow and uh, the weakening of our military, we, you know, the U.S. is on the down, downward turn. You know, yeah. we don't have that status in the world completely like we used to. Yeah, I saw that uh, the ex-Navy SEAL doing an interview with Tucker talking about exactly that, how the military is so degraded and that they're really ashamed of where we're sitting and, and they believe that uh austin and miley need to go like that they are they have shamed the military and honestly oh, yeah. miley should be in prison in my opinion look I, it's like it just goes back to the beginning of all this shit when you know nancy pelosi was saying he'll never be president and then she's calling miley and then miley's calling the chinese and nobody's talking to donald trump if you're telling me that the president's the most powerful person in the world well i saw a sitting president get shut down for the last two weeks of his presidency Boom, just like that. Right. So he's not the most powerful person in the world. No. Yeah, I mean, just go show his his complete four years. I mean, every day he was being attacked from one side or the other. And trying to shut everything he was trying to do down. I mean, yeah, he had to write a lot of executive orders because nothing was going to get passed through the Senate and onto his desk. So, you know, he had to take some matters into his own hands. And, and, and for a lot of people, this might be a surprise, but I initially didn't vote for Donald Trump. I voted for Gary Johnson because <laughs> I, I wasn't going to I wasn't going to I knew Donald Trump pretty well. And all the things that are said about him is just bullshit. But uh, I knew him pretty well. And I just didn't know how foreign policy would go because he runs his mouth and he always kind of has. So it's like, how will that cockiness like trans, you know. Yeah. How will it go over with the foreign government, the, these foreign governments? And it, obviously he did well. So the second time I did vote for him, uh, which because he earned my vote prior right. to that, it was there was no vote earned for president. I would have put him at the head of any at any company, <laughs> any company. But, you know, he's a salesman and I and I spent my life with salesmen and people in the finance world. And and they literally like my younger life. And they literally, um, this isn't, um, foreign policy isn't a thing for them. <laughs> right. Respect and, you know, yeah. but he, he, was, he actually changed my opinion. I was the He's same impressive. way. I, 
I was the same way. I didn't vote for Trump uh, for the first time around either. I wrote in Ron Paul because I was a huge right. Ron Paul person. Because Understandable. He, he is a true libertarian. He wanted to get rid of the Fed. He wanted to get rid of the IRS. He wanted to get rid of everything that was overreaching from the federal government and do exactly what the founders was intending to do with what the Constitution, the the uh, damn it, the in, uh, Declaration of Independence. There we go. Sorry, yeah. brain fart. Uh, <clears throat> but he was. You have COVID. You know, he was just doing what the, the founders wanted to do, and so I wrote him in. And then when I started seeing Trump, I was like, I don't know if he's going to do this as like a publicity stunt. He's going to get in there just trying to promote right. himself and his ratings, and you know, because he is arrogant. He does have a arrogant side to him because he's a businessman. He's a billionaire. So he got in there, and then I really started liking his uh, economics. I liked how he was trying to bring everything back to the U.S. and get away from China, be ind- independent, and not rely on all these foreign countries. So then well, I was like, okay, you, you you sold me on this, so I'm going to vote for you next time around. Well, that, that's, that, that's, that was kind of for sure, but I think I, you know, I didn't like the, the character flaws that we saw was him, you know, the things they say in private, which I think every rich person does. So I didn't really hold that against him, but I, I see the public's view of that, you know, why it's inappropriate and why they want to pretend it doesn't exist. Right. <sighs> but that's not what I like about him. I like the fact that he was attacked and attacked and attacked and attacked and he never stumbled. He never wavered once. No. And I was like, that's regardless if you hate him, just like him uh, as a part, as a human being, the dude, you need somebody with those kind of balls to walk in and negotiate with these people that don't recognize him as a leader in the same way that you and I do. They say he's the, he's the head of the United States, which is a fucking thorn in our ass. So he's got to go over there with the, and talk to people that we put thorns in their asses. And try to make right. something work. And he did that without starting one war. And I gave him, I gave him much respect when he went over there uh, to North Korea and walls right across man. and shook the man's hand. I mean, sometimes even there, though we have people as our enemies, we need to be able to communicate and do something like what he did. Yeah, and we shouldn't actually have to look at them all as enemies. They're just people over there. And you, it's not our, and, and I, and I, I know a lot of people don't agree with me, but it's not our job to police what they do in their countries. We need to worry about our own country and let these other countries be them, be what they are. Now I understand why we have to put protections in place. I mean, I'm not a fool. We, we understand that there's always somebody with their sights on somebody, but that policing the entire world is actually making it worse for us because the populations, the citizens look at it as a negative. Absolutely, you know, especially in the Middle East. Yeah, and in the Middle East, I don't, I don't think there's a fix for the Middle East myself, no. because it's a, it's a, it's, it's been a war going on. There, it's like bad habits. They created a really bad habit of being in war, and they're going to just be in war. They've been raising warriors. They know how to raise warriors. That's what they do, and that's what they're going to continue to do. We're not going to change that society over there. No, you you can't change a mind that's already built into their religious beliefs and try and convince them. Okay, you're going to become a democracy. It's it's, it's not going to happen. 
Correct. And that, and, and then, and then you got the Christians are the same kind of way. They, they have a, a, a tend to have a, a, the same type of attitude that those guys are bad, you know? And it's like, as long as you have your, your ideologies fighting against each other, you're never going to come to terms with we're still just people. And who knows how many of these ideologies have been planned, planted by previous leaders. We see what leaders do. Yeah. And it's, it's like, as much as I, I mean, obviously my name is Adam Paul, you know, that my parents were highly religious. <laughs> know this for sure. I grew up in a religious household and over time, I just kind of stopped believing is the best thing. And I, and I know that's kind of not, I, I'm, I'm throwing that out there on your show, right? Uh, yeah. I'm not really, I'm not really a, um, a Christian, but my values are all baked in Christianity because that's the way I was raised and that's who I am. And I can't take away my values and who I am. And it was harder for me to come to the terms that it wasn't real than you would ever think. <laughs> it wasn't like it was an overnight process. It was right. years and years of evaluation and then started researching. And then just, I just feel like it's, even if there was the word of God out there somewhere, whoever's God it may be. I mean, we couldn't read the language if we found it, to be honest. <laughs> it would be Absolutely. that old. And, and you can't, and so these ideologies, that's, I think that's one of our biggest problems is not respecting other people's ideologies and not accepting their ideologies. It's okay oh, that we have, we're always going to have them, but you have to disrespect everybody for what their beliefs are. And I can tell you as somebody that's really agnostic, because I don't know, is where I'm at. I just don't know. I'm not, I'm not an atheist. It's like a non-believer in anything. I am a, I am a agnostic, which I just don't know who's right about what. And uh, I'm just, I don't see God in this world the way that people try to say, you know, it's like people lose their children, pray to God, you know, and I'm like, that's the guy I'm mad at. If he exists, <laughs> that's the guy I'm mad at. Right. <laughs> so I just, I, I don't, I don't get the, uh, I don't get the whole thing, uh, you know, from an outsider looking in now, it's, uh, it's much, it's easy to see how a lot of the people that are religious tend to marry their ideologies and create this separation because now we're seeing that people have their, their, their religion has become their political party or what they see as the government should be. And they're married to these ideologies and they won't even communicate. And if you can't communicate, you can't, you can't grow. Nobody can grow. You're stuck. It doesn't matter what you believe. Uh, back to the, the thing you were talking about, you know, I'm right there with you. Uh, I grew up Catholic. I was forced to be Catholic and go to Catholic school my entire life. And I didn't believe from second grade on. I always thought it was something weird. And as I got older and the further in school I got, I was like, this shit's creepy. I was like, creepy sitting in these churches with these uh, different uh, statues and the way the priests were. And then when I got into high school, we found out that the priest that we went to school with first through fifth grade, you know, was molesting kids. And then when I was in sixth through eighth, the priest that we had there would had child pornography and was trying to molest kids. And then when I got out of high school, I knew that the priest was doing what he was doing. He got caught doing the same thing. So I was like, that this is what my problem with was with the religion was, you know, 
you have these middlemen. Why do we have these middlemen? If you want to believe in God and you have that belief that there is a God, why do you need these people in your way? Correct. So, yeah. Absolutely. Taking, taking your money, building their wealth. The Vatican yeah. funded the mob. You know, if they were holy as now, as they claim to be, would they really be funding murderers? Just curious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> would they really be hiding all these pedophiles? Do you think God would be cool with that? Is that what y'all think? Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying, this is what your God's letting happen based on what you tell me about God. And you know, basically, that's, that's... I, was, uh, I, was booted, <laughs> I was basically booted out of my dad's side of the family for the simple fact that I didn't believe in in. Catholicism, and I was always teasing them, saying, "Yeah, keep putting that money in the collection plate so they can keep playing uh, musical chairs with the priests. So you know, we can bring another one in here to molest more kids." Right, and it, that blows my way. That just blows my mind that that's all. That I just, I just it doesn't make any sense to me, and I just, I can't believe that they didn't hold them accountable for so long, and that they, I just, it's so disgusting, and I just don't, I don't get. I don't get why these people don't have death sentences. I don't understand why they get short terms for a lifetime of damage. My brother and my sister were both, you know, molested when we were, when we were younger. Mm. Apparently I wasn't cute enough. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> messed with me. Uh, my mom said it's cause I had a big mouth and uh, everybody knew that I would just, I would die. I just fought back and raise hell. So they just, <laughs> there was no way to put me in that position. Uh, I was bad for their selection, but you know, that happened to my brother and sister. So it's kind of got a, I, I don't like talking about it because it's like, I, it reminds me that that happened to my family and it's, uh, it's just fucking disgusting and you, you don't know how to, how to deal with it because especially when nobody was ever held accountable, yeah. even after yeah. years goes by, no one was ever held accountable and nobody <laughs> still holds anybody accountable. And that it's just, it's a, it's a, very hard thing to have to fathom, you know, of course the person is in their nineties and whatever, but who gives, I don't, it's just like them letting off. Uh, did you see that the other day? I don't know if you saw the article about uh, Ron Germany uh, that because of his dementia being so bad, there can't be a fair trial. So they're just going to dismiss the case on these 21 uh, rape victims yeah. because he can't defend himself. Well, first of all, that's insane. How does him not? I mean, if they have proof that he did what he did, what does it matter if he can testify or not? If he's guilty, he's guilty. There should still be a trial, even if he's unable to talk for himself. That's what attorneys are for, correct? Absolutely. So, so I don't understand. And 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 all I'm looking at is I'm like, this is exactly how our system is screwed up. This is exactly what's going on with our court system right now. I mean, it's, it's horrible. Because they're going to set. I mean, what happens if what happens if Biden gets busted? What what's going to happen? Because oh, he had dementia. He can't be held trial. Right. Yeah, you know, he doesn't. He can't defend himself. So no trial. Yeah, it's like the <laughs> it's like the whole yeah. thing with the Epstein Epstein and uh, Maxwell. I mean, why aren't these people on this flight logs? Why are they not being investigated? Why is nothing being done? I mean. We have the evidence they were going there. They weren't going there for, you know, just a party. They know exactly what was going on on that island. Well, we, we, we can't say all of them did. You can't because there were people that went one time and that, you know, he was what he did. We all know that he wasn't trapping people there. 
We, right. we know that, right? We were, he was setting people up for blackmail. And that's all optics, man. Yeah. And yeah, so um, let me, let me, let, let me, let, an example would be, uh, you know, some guy, I don't know, let's say it was, I, I hate to use anybody's name, let's say a big famous person that's on the news says, you know, we're looking for a guy to do the podcast special for a, a real quick five minute clip tonight. We'd like you to do it. Come on up here to New York and da da da. da. And they're going to whine and dine you. You're going to go out. They're going to take you. You want to go to get a massage? Let's go get a massage. Right. <laughs> Video right there. That's all you have to be. You don't have now the storyline can be anything you make it at that point. And so I, I believe a lot of these people got themselves in a bad situation and they knew it. And you didn't see him coming back. But the people that went back more than once, <laughs> every single one of them son of a bitches. And then there's, you know, a lot of people don't know. There was a second flight log that was discovered and the federal judge sealed it. So nobody can see it. So that just tells me that's got to have people that are in our government that are in that, that flight log. Yeah, it's like Bill Gates. Oh, we were just, oh, just a couple of times. Man. And then... What Clinton was on there what, 27 times? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when you got the Clintons and you got, you know, uh, I think it was Anthony Kiedis from Red Hot Chili Peppers was there like four or five times. You had Steven Tyler there seven times, I believe. So those people, yeah, those people are the ones that need to be investigated and held accountable. And, and you know, you know how you roast your friends, right? You know, right. I, I roast Clint every once in a while. I throw him in a dress, put him in a face video, throw him out right. there, put a story to it. Well, don't you like the paintings he had on the wall? <laughs> it just seems like that's how you roast your friends. Right. If you're rich, have a paint made of them, just living in an infamy. <laughs> in infamy you know? <laughs> It'll live forever. You know, and, and they and they literally, I think that's how you roast your friends. I mean, I, that's how I roast my friends. <laughs> so, so when I look at this, I just see a whole different picture of what's going on there. You know, I don't think everybody's involved, but I know enough of them are that aren't being disclosed. And it's clear that there's very powerful people involved or these this will be out. It's the same as what happened with the CIA and the JFK files. They kept it yeah. under, you know, wrap as long as they can. And they still are keeping a little slip of it under wrap. And that's because then we'll, we'll find out who gave the order. Yeah. <laughs> we know who's involved now. Yeah. <laughs> You watch some of these, uh, the Pizzagate and the Pedogate uh, documentaries, and man, it just makes you sick to think about the stuff that has been going on behind closed doors involving a lot of people that are in, in our government and in our entertainment and Hollywood. It just, it sickens you. But then, then you, you also got to remember that the, that's where this conspiracy thing and misinformation really comes into play is by the psyops, the, the, the information that gets put out there that's not real. Right. And since we're all clinging on to every bit of information we can find, it will validate our points. We tend, I, I see it a few times, you know, I've seen it a few times. People jump onto something and it's just not, it's not facts. You don't have facts to do it. You know, right. uh, it's just, it's not there, you know? So it's, it's, we have to be people, like you said, critical thinking. It's a very important part of doing what we do and you have to be able to think through these processes if you're going to be taken serious by anyone yeah. that just seems to be the way it is i don't know how anybody's going to take you serious if you think everybody's drinking baby's blood 
And that's just happening like it's a rent. It's just a real thing everywhere. And it's just like, oh, let's make these purchases. It could happen. And this is, you know, listen, there is a point where it's just not legit. I don't care what website you find. There is a point where some things are not legit. They are meant yeah. to make you look dumb, make you look obsessed and insane. And so you have to be able to eliminate that negative information. And if you can't back something up with a few stories, with a, a little bit of information from a, like a court docket or a Senate report or some videos that you've been able to find of those things, <laughs> showing that evidence, then you're really getting caught up into just that, a conspiracy theory. There's no proof to it. It's just like, oh, I think this, you know? Absolutely. And that's, and that's what I see happen a lot to our people out there. And some of those videos that get removed out there should like, if, if it's, Look, if you weren't telling the truth, it wouldn't be removed. That's where we're at. So the more truth. So a lot of times I'll do a video and I won't say much at all. I'll just do a little watch this or that, you know, just let everybody know it's my video. But I don't I really don't say anything because if I say something, they'll take down the video. Yeah. So a lot of times I'm restraining and I'm letting the comments work it out. (laughs) Because you say anything you want in the comments. Yes, absolutely. And then you have like myself, I just, I say what I say. And then if I get taken down, you know, I can always make another account in five seconds and I'll be up and running again. It's kind of like freedom stick. You know, he's going to go out there. He's going to put it on blast. He don't care. He'll come back. Your, your content, because you're, you're so soft spoken and you're not, you don't come across harsh, very kind the way you speak. Even sometimes when you're like, and go fuck yourself. It's the nicest <laughs> fuck yourself you're going to give to anybody. I, I really, I, I mean that. It's it's really nice. It's like there's some there's a few creators out there like Dublin Glenn, man. Uh, <laughs> definitely not a ninja, <laughs> Nikki. Uh, these guys are like they're they're some of the greatest people out there, you know, and they're just very kind people. And you just don't see people like that go out of their way to be kind to others. And you've been constantly attacked since I can remember. I mean, I don't yeah. even understand it because you never really make anything too harsh. I, the I, I, I haven't my, seen it. Yeah, the majority of the stuff I put out there, I mean, it's stuff that's been in the news or, you know, there is factual stuff that ties to it. It's just the fact that I'm speaking the truth and they just don't want people to pick up on it. Right. Well, I yeah. definitely think we're all suffering that. It's abuse. Yeah. It's bullying. They're corporately bullying us. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind. <laughs> I do know that there's some people out there now that are trying to get to get a class action lawsuit going, but I don't. I don't see that going anywhere. I don't see any lawyer that wants to even touch that with a ten foot pole right now. Well, the reason, I mean, what are you going to do? Is just spend a bunch of money. That's the whole problem with it. It's not you're fighting an 800 pound gorilla. Right. You know, so how much money are you going to put behind it that they haven't already yeah. ponied yeah, up these, to their attorneys? Yeah, their their uh, corporate attorneys will bury your constitutional attorneys any day of the week because they well, have Well, let's face it. They're backed by the Chinese Communist Party, right? Isn't that the whole right. pitch? Yep. <laughs> it's a it's a CI. It's a it's a it's a Chinese intelligence app. Yep. Know what they say? That's what so they what say. Do you buy- what are you fighting? You know, are you going to fight the corporation bite dance? Yeah, I mean, 
just like uh, everything that we use is all by China. I mean, even the phones that we use, majority of them are made and created in China. So, yeah, people jump on me for my cohort hat all the time. <laughs> and I'm like, they're like, okay, they're a woke company. I, I'd take that damn hat off. Why? I mean, I bought it. <laughs> they weren't woke when I bought it. And uh, part two, why am I going to destroy my shit? Uh, do you, and, I, and then one guy went after me, like, and I was like, hey, dude. I, I get it. I totally understand. But just tell me, what kind of phone do you use? <laughs> and, he, and he goes, uh, I get it now. <laughs> Sorry, man. So I like it when people can come back and, and recognize their wrongs. That's why I don't mind confrontation because we can talk to each other like humans. But, uh, you know, debate, that's healthy debate is great. I think it's great. But I don't get too many people that challenge my ideas very rarely. And when I do, they usually like block me from commenting. Or they'll like do out a video and like one guy literally took the sound out of the video because it was a joke video and tried to make it into a serious video. And then when I asked him about it, he said, yeah, I know it was a joke video, but it didn't fit what I was trying to do. So why did you use me? Oh, I'm clickbait. I get it. <laughs> I've actually got a big enough audience that somebody's using me for clickbait. Really? It's just weird. Yeah, just the way people want to go about doing things. I mean, we can all agree to disagree, but. How about you just know, go get the article yourself and exactly. make a video about it? Then you got people wanting you to go and produce the source. It's like, go look up yourself. Don't be lazy. I mean, shit, if you don't believe me, go check it out yourself. I always try to put my source in there. You know, I, I leave out their logos, you know, because they won't promote your video if you got logos in it. So I, uh, I leave the logos out and, uh, Post a report. So if anybody asks me where, if they ask me, I'll, I'll write it in the comments. I have no problem telling them where my sources are whatsoever because I'm not posting blindly. And I, and I am, and I'm, I'm kind of an organized individual in that, in that I have a good memory. So I know exactly where I got what. COVID kind of screwed things up on my, I don't know. Did you get COVID? Uh, me? Yeah, I got it. I had it for like two, three days. And then all it was, was a fever, sniffles and, a little bit of fatigue, and then I was back outside cutting grass and doing landscaping. Right, so, so you're similar. Uh, I, I was really down for like 48 hours, and then I, I made my own hydrochloroquine clean. How reset? Yeah, you can probably say it better than me. Uh, my wife says these things so she can articulate her words because she's in that <laughs> field. Uh, but uh, she, she, her, and my son made made it, and we took that and literally overnight after taking that stuff every. Two to four hours, uh, four to six hours. The next morning, I woke up with no symptoms. Still positive for like another eight days or something, but I was no longer had any symptoms. And uh, as far as I never got the sniffles, it never hit my chest at all. I felt real, real tired. I lost 11 pounds in that 48 hours. Slept almost the entire time. Felt like when I did wake up, I felt like someone was eating my brain. <laughs> like I really felt like something was just eating at my brain. And I'd go back to sleep, and then everything was fine. Yeah, for me, I mean, I knew somebody that had it, and I told them to give it to me. So I got it. I was around them so I could get it because I just wanted to have the natural immunity to it. So mm -hmm. I got it. It was barely anything to me. And like I said, like three days later, I was outside cutting grass and doing landscaping. Yeah, I mean, it, and like it's, and my wife got it, and then we've had my wife's had it twice, my daughter's had it twice, my son and I both only had it one time, and uh, like my wife lost her smell and her taste 
you know, and certain things haven't come back as far as that goes. But overall, you know, I didn't really have a bad time of it. I've had worse, way worse, like, you know, pneumonia and then double pneumonia. (laughs) (laughs) That that was a bit where I had West Nile. West Nile, I'm going to tell you, that felt like death. Oh, yeah, it's it. Every time I take a step, it, I could feel it through my entire my bones. It was I couldn't barely walk. It was it was the most pain I'd ever been in. Yeah, that was West Nile was no was no joke. So when you compare the two, one's like getting the like having an allergy attack. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's totally not the same thing. So do you see? So do you see down the road them doing another pandemic? You know, I really don't know. I, I, I think uh, I think it's now just part of our uh, new culture, because whether there is or isn't, every time something comes to the, the forefront, I think we're going to they're going to jump on it and they're going to use it to fear manage people. I, I, I truly believe that. I mean, I don't th- I think the pharmaceutical companies have a reason to maintain that amount of fear out there. They need people buying their drugs. Their advertising is real expensive. They got 70% of the advertising market they're responsible for. <laughs> 75% of the advertising market. Hey, you know, if they go out of business, <laughs> it's going to hurt the economy. <laughs> right. So I'm just, I'm, I'm making, I'm being, I'm making a joke of it, but no, I, I definitely see this as just a continued part of our culture now for at least, you know, 10, 15 years. Until, because these kids, all these kids that experience this, they're not going to forget tomorrow. Right. No more than we forgot our childhood tomorrow. You know, uh, we, we, that's what we're hanging on to is everything we thought we knew our world to be that it actually wasn't. Right. We're, so it's, it's, we're like, we gaslit, <laughs> <laughs> gaslit our whole lives. <laughs> so it's definitely, it's this awakening that we're seeing right now within the Democrats and the liberals. They're starting, it's a slow crawl, but they are starting to come out of the woodwork. You know, they're starting to see what's happening. Even though we don't always, we all don't agree, and they still don't understand what's wrong, they'll figure it out because reality, the truth, is what it is. You can't, you can't Joe Biden it. We're no. taking facts over truths, <laughs> or truths over facts. What he said. So you know, yeah. it's like we're not, we're not going to Joe Biden the situation. These people are criti- People are forced to critically think when, when their, when their checkbook runs out, when they can't afford to pay for something, when they're going to work literally just to buy morsels of food that they're allowing you to have because the inflation's so out of track. You know, there's no, there's no, I don't see a, I don't see a simple solution to our problem. And if Russia makes one move right now, gold's going to fly up and it's definitely going to kill the money. And they're, they're going to be one of the richest countries. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, they've been winning every, all these people say Ukraine's uh, winning. I, I don't know what y'all been watching, but I don't see that. I mean, I was, I watched that in 1991 when we started that war. That was when we went down there and we started shooting and we went to war. We went to war. That was crazy. We ain't seen shit like that from Russia. Russia has not done those type of offensives. And it's like, if they, if they took the same stance we did with Iraq, with, with Ukraine, Ukraine would already be, it would be over. Yeah, I just, I don't believe everything that the media is pushing about that Ukraine shit. I think... What it is, 100% of Putin, to me, is just trying to keep those bioweapons labs away from his border. He's trying to keep NATO out of his country and off his border. And 
he's strategically attacking places that he knows where these bioweapons labs are going. For sure. There's no doubt about it. Because he knows, just like Trump does, who's running this and who's pushing it and what they're trying to push that agenda to be in his country. He doesn't want it. But you still have to look at what the U.S. is doing. They are basically indebting Ukraine for eternity. And yep. that debt will control that society over there and what they're able to do with that country. So, uh, you know, the, the U.S. war over there funding that is for control. And, and Putin's quite aware of that. He knows that. He knows what's happening. And Ukraine's all for it because it's a, you know, it's a bunch of, as far as I'm concerned, they're a bunch of criminals. They, that's I mean, exactly. literally, Zelensky was dressing in 2000, he was in a dress, uh, you know, kissing on dudes. Now he's the president, and we're talking like, you know, real low, like, <laughs> got a new crush <laughs> to his voice. <laughs> it's all acting, you know, it just, it, it appears to be acting. And TikTok was doing this bullshit where they were playing, uh, you know, saying it was him showing his verified account. And he's over there doing these live videos while war's going on. Joe Biden showing up near in a war zone when they're 12 feet from the border of Kiev. Kiev. How you say it? Kiev? Kiev? Kiev. They were like 12 feet away from there. And Joe Biden showing up in a, in a, in a plane. Nancy Pelosi, Adam Schiff, right. McConnell. They're all, they're just all visiting. All these actors like, hey, there's a war zone. Let's go. Ben, ben Stiller. Uh, you know, Sean Penn was already out there because they, they had to get the movie ready, production set ready before they started. <laughs> right. Exactly. Dude, I mean, I, I, that's exactly what I believe is going on. This is like uh, a huge wag the dog. But is Absolutely. it or is it not? That's, I don't know that there – I think there's fighting going on. I do think that there's stuff happening. I don't think it's like – but it's not the way they're describing it. Besides, there hasn't been a war declared since uh, since we declared war on Japan. Everything's been a special operation. We don't declare war anymore. Right. That's part of that UN treaty. Yeah, you know, everything is, everything is just about operation. optics on that stuff because mm -hmm. they don't want they don't want to say they're declaring war. It's just all one big operation. Well, they can't because if they do, the, as far as that UN treaty is concerned, that the the UN, all the United Nations have to go against that country that declared war. Right. So if they declare war, automatically per the UN treaty, all the other nations have to be like, no, you don't. If you declare on one United Nations, you declare it on all of the nations. So they don't, it's not, it's not possible to declare war like that anymore. Right. It's and so we, we have a everything. special operations, man. That's what they call them. And you can listen to the Democrats and the Republicans talk about it when they're asked the question, because we haven't had, we haven't been at war. That's a that's a word that's a word that they use for the press. Yep, it's all about how they dress it up and sell it to you. Like what is a lady? What is a man? <laughs> it's 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 always a new a new pitch on what things mean. It's just like when you know before we were born, gay meant happy, and then gay meant. I don't even know how he said it. It's what he said. Gay meant something different. And then now gay is a hate term. Is that what it is? Is it, is yeah, it a hate term? Much. Yeah. So, so it's like, I, it's hard to, you know, disseminate what you can say. And I, I love the eighties dude. Cause I don't remember any of this racial tension. Uh, all that crap was not a thing. 
And now I've lived long enough to see all the racists, the people who are victims of racism, literally trying to be racist and desegregate themselves. You know, to, to, to segregate themselves, not desegregate, but segregate themselves. And it's like, well, are you kidding me? And then you let all these old white politicians trick you to taking your faces off your food that you created. It's crazy. Because, I mean, they did that. What are you trying to – how would you take that away from them? Why, why would you take their faces, the people that did that? Why would you take them and act like it's racist to have them on their food? That's just the most insane thing I've ever heard in my life. But we watched it happen. Yeah. You know, this, this, this is all – nonsense crazy uh i don't, I don't even know because I, I my neighbor's black my other neighbors are from honduras and everybody's friends nobody has any problems with anybody we don't even it's insanity that you hear these kind of things it doesn't make sense because that's not what i experience when i go out yeah so, that's just part of the that's just part of the psychological warfare that i agree being a part of because they don't want any kind of unity between any different races and any different religious groups or even uh, party systems. They don't want you to, you know, be able to sit there and have a conversation. They want, yeah, they want to divide us up in a little, make our boxes even smaller and smaller. Yep, Here's your exactly. big box. And then you're in a little box that's packed into this little tiny box. <laughs> We're going to have to unwrap 15 things to get to you. <laughs> yeah. It's the indoctrination of our kids. I mean, this is exactly sure. what they're pushing on the kids. So that way these younger generations don't have the ability to critically think or question anything. That's why they hate the homeschool idea. Yep. And that's why I continue to push that. I want people to homeschool their kids, defund these schools, just, you know, get your kids out of these indoctrination centers. Cause one, they don't learn anything because they sit there in front of a netbook and they do their homework, quote unquote. The teacher sits there and does absolutely nothing majority of the time. And then, you know, the kids are being groomed in these schools. Mm-hmm. For sure. It's it, it just needs to come to a halt. We need to get government out of everything that they're in. They can't be in our lives. They can't be in schools. They can't be in our health care. They can't be. I mean, it's not what it was meant to be. But they were just doing the job that they were meant to do. We want to you know, protect the borders, make sure we have a, a military, a capable military that's able to protect our country. Um, yeah. And we stuck to that, you know, and let local governments deal with what they have to deal with, with fire departments, schools and stuff like that, and stay out of our business. See, we're, we're, we're a for-profit state here in Texas, right? So that means that we don't, we, the, we actually lose money to the federal government. Yeah, as a state. And I think there's like 11 states like that. And the rest of them are dependent states. So they need the federal government. Right. And that's part of what the federal government would love to do is make all these states dependent on their funding. Yeah. You know, and that's just not the case right now, but they're definitely trying to make it that way. If we can't use oil, that, that takes out meat and oil would kill Texas. So yeah. <laughs> you got to stay away from our beef. And you're going to have to stay away from our, our gas and oil, you know, just. And that's why you see all the mass flooding of uh, Democratic states coming straight to uh, Texas because they want to turn that state blue. Not to include, not to disclude the border crossing situation. That's five million or so new voters because <laughs> you don't need voter ID anymore. Right. Right. Uh, it's just everything's insane. I, I need an ID to do everything. 
but, but, some, <laughs> but some of some of that backfired on the Democrats for that reason because they assumed that everybody that was going to come across that border was going to vote for Democrats, and that from what the polls were showing is thirty, I think it was like thirty-two percent of the ones that were allowed to vote that which they shouldn't have been able to end up voting Republican. Good for them. Because I know that that's that good information. I like as, that. They were seeing that they were being used as pawns in the Democrats' war, and they didn't buy into it. Yeah. Somehow, though, you know, we need to start talking about solutions. We have problems, and the problems just keep amounting, and we're focused on the problems, and we're not solving any of them. You got people, and and another thing, I don't like when people reach out to me and ask me to be part of groups. It's really strange. Like, we need to form a revolution. And, you know, look, the bottom line is, I don't know you. uh, I wouldn't join your group. (laughs) (laughs) For all I know, you are a Fed. Uh, I'm not trying to be involved in any of things like that because it's too sensitive a situation. I have to stick to the people that I've known my whole life. And I have, fortunately, I have. Friends that are lifetime friends that are all on the same page we are all on, and so we, we, I mean, we have a support system. We know who, who's the, who will do what and when, and who, who, who will be responsible for what. Even talking, negotiating with neighbors, you know, things like that. Where food supplies come from, who has the best way of, you know, who has the experience in defense? Because I'm not military. I was never a military cop or anything like that. So I have. You know, I work out a lot. I've done a lot of uh, fighting and martial arts, stuff like that. But I, I never, I was never, I don't know anything about that. You're not calling me up for anything like that because that's not, I wouldn't be useful. <laughs> it would be very unuseful. I am Texan, so I've shot a lot of guns. You know, that's just part of our makeup here, you know. Yeah, but same here. It's, yes, uh, for sure. So it's just, I mean, the world that we're living in is just a little strange and it's a little different. And we have to be careful with, you know, what we're doing and who we're talking to and what we're preparing to do. But if we could do one thing, we could stop fighting with each other. We could start having conversations and we can all start coming up with compromising solution, like a compromise, a solution to be able to go forward so that we are not China. Because I don't think anybody really wants to be China. No, I don't. I mean, because if you really wanted to be China, why wouldn't you just get on a plane and go to China? You see, you see what I'm saying? Agreed. So, so it's just like, I don't think that's whatever. I don't think people understand like what happens when you take these steps. A lot of uneducated people that don't know history don't have any reference points and they're just hearing what they're hearing, being told what they're being told. And they're been growing up in this before we even knew what was going on. This was already happening. So at some point we have to start teaching these kids how to come up with solutions. I think that's the problem why we have so much suicide and so much of that going on is because these kids, don't know how to have a solution to the problem. They don't understand that there are repercussions that are negative for every action that you you take. I mean, it doesn't mean just because you have a positive outcome, it didn't affect somebody negatively. You got to understand that there is a wake with every decision we make, but we have to start coming together and finding solutions and ways to communicate with each other so that we're, we are one as a citizenship, you know, because right now as citizens being so divided, even people divided up into these smaller party groups, you know, it's it's not good and it's not healthy and it's not productive. No. And, you know, that's probably the, the main thing about the kids these days is there's no social skills. They, you know, well, like I said, they don't have any idea what uh, 
what it is to have, you know, like the result of something, you know, like, for example, in, at, at the colleges, if they get caught cheating, they make they just let them retake the test. Oh, you got caught cheating again. OK, well, I'm sorry. We're just going to take 10 points off and you can take it again. What? <laughs> back, back in our day, it'd be automatic uh, F suspension. Getting in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Yeah, you'd be suspended in most cases. You'd definitely be on academic probation. And you would get a flat zero. But they don't have consequences in their vocabulary. They don't really understand why there are consequences. So to them, when they're taking action, the consequence only has a positive outcome. That's why we we don't give trophies anymore. We've set them up to not understand failure. Right. And the thing of it is, too, is they brought this whole everything's racist like giving out F's now is considered racist. So they do everything they can to avoid giving out an F. And I'm like, well, in education, it's been, it's been racist for a long time. You know, affirmative action is a racist whole, the whole thing's racist. Right. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like, I mean, look, if you're African-American, you got to have one score, what, 1100. But if you're Chinese, you have to have a, a 1310 or 50 or something like that to continue right. on to be at the same level as the African-American. I mean, this is, this is, that is racism. That is racist. You have all these systems, these anti-racist systems put together by damn racists. How about race is not a factor? How about just that? How about if you fail, you fail. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Race is not a factor because I have met some really intelligent people that have been all over the spectrum as far as color. It doesn't matter what background, what culture, what, I mean, people are smart. Some people aren't. Yeah. Dumb people exist everywhere in every culture. <laughs> but to sit there and say that you're going to put these people in with these people is insane because of their color instead of their academic level. Because I have no business going to Harvard, for example. No business. I'm not that smart. I would like to think I am, but I'm not. <laughs> so I shouldn't be propped up no matter what color I am. Absolutely. And that's just what, you know, it just creates even more division and that's just what they want. As long as they continue to push it and people continue to buy into it, it won't change until people decide they want to stand up to it and put it into it. Then Gotta bring the 80s back. Gotta bring the 80s back. Yeah. I enjoyed the 80s. I did too. I love them. They were great. I mean, everybody was making fun of everybody. Comedy was just golden everything was just fun people were who they were they had all the from the punk rockers to the preps to the to the the ropers <laughs> the country boys rednecks everybody was just everybody you had the athletes everybody was just having fun in their groups and nobody was against everybody was against each other we didn't have, it wasn't it wasn't uh what was that show the uh where they had the the gangs uh i forget what show that was with uh patrick swayze tom cruise um, the outsiders. Oh yeah, the outsiders. <laughs> yeah, they want to group everybody up like they're in gangs, and it's just, that's not that's just not what that's not the way it was at my school. No, so I, my school was just a bunch of preppy motherfuckers. I couldn't stand. I was the outcast at the school, even though I played sports, and you know, a lot of people kind of came to me because I was kind of in the leadership role. Cause a lot of people looked up to me. I don't know why, but. I was always the outsider and I always did my own thing. I didn't give a shit about being part of a group. 
I was friends with everybody myself. That's just, I had a very wide variety of friends and, uh, I never really, I'm not, if I have one flaw, it's not being too judgmental. I'm, I, you know, I, I tend to overlook negative behavior and sometimes I, I'll tend to overlook things because people are people. And, uh, you know, I just know how I hold, I know where you stand and I'd rather know where you stand than where you don't stand. Right. You know what I mean? That's why I don't appreciate all the silencing of stuff. I think it's, if somebody's a, a white supremacist or a racist in any kind of way, I want to know. Carry your flag. Let me know up front. <laughs> exactly. Let me see your label. Let me see who you are. Yeah, go ahead. If you, if you feel like you need to be labeled, by all means, label yourself. <laughs> by all means. So at least the people that don't want to be a part of that. Can right. At least I would hate for you to be a part of my group for six months, seven months, ten months, and then find out, oh, shit. Right. Now we're associated with this kind of shit. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah, so that the whole thing sounds like a setup to me. You know, <laughs> it just really does. So I don't uh, I don't like this all this divide. It's it's gotta stop. And we really do have to find a way to start communicating with each other on both sides. And I just don't know if people are capable of uh of of educated conversation or if they just want to be raging angry on the internet. You know, I haven't decided yet. We have both people. Yeah. It's both sides of the aisle and everybody just needs to come together and have discussions and like adult discussions, not like you said, not arguing, you know, calling each other names. We can just be adults and carry on a conversation and have a good debate. Right. And people also need to realize when they vote and they make decisions that it has long term consequences like student loans, long term consequences where we're at. The government realizes their fault and it's their fault. They you know, I don't know if you know the history of all that, but it's it's a long history of, you know, trying to do the right thing that ended up being the wrong thing. And now they know it's the wrong thing. but They keep continue to do the wrong thing while they're trying to make up for doing the wrong thing. Right. <laughs> Meanwhile, people are like, I don't want to do it. I don't think we should. Well, you in 1965, you voted for this to be the case. Yep. So you backed them up. You chose that. So understand long term consequences in the 1980s when it wasn't working, you doubled down on it. And now we're paying for it. And, and what we were already, I mean, it, it, it was significantly bad in 1980. It was over $10 billion then, which was a lot of freaking money back then. And so now where we're at is what one and a half trillion on our way to two trillion. But meanwhile, they want to cancel them, which, you know, between you and me, they could just extinguish them. They could just that money doesn't exist. That payment doesn't exist. They are the banks. It doesn't exist. It's guaranteed by the federal government. And that's the thing is the government, like I think 2012, the government's actually step in and, and funding these loans. You know, so you now we're kind of already paying for it. And, and, and all these people are like, well, we shouldn't be paying for education. Well, we are paying for education. In my, in my current system, uh, what we do is we do what's called dual credit. So while they're going to high school, they're taking college courses at the same time. Right. And they get credit for those college courses. So when they graduate, they graduate with an associate's degree at no cost to them. Yep, and that's the way it should be. Well, but that's that's what's happening. And and essentially we're paying that through our school taxes. But yet, if you don't choose to take that program in the school, 
you'll love how you'll go and get a student loan. And by the way, you can go up to that financial aid office and apply for whatever you want to apply for. They're going to send you in for those student loans. Oh, yeah. So, so you, if people just don't understand the process. So if you're 18 years old and you never signed anything before in your life, you don't know crap, you go up there, they're saying, hey, your payment's going to be $50 a month and you don't have to pay it until you get out of school and have a job. <laughs> yeah. It's all deferred. They don't understand that interest is compiling on them. They don't understand reverse amortization. Right. Or it's interest on top of interest on top of interest. And then by the time they get that, that, that it's way more than what they borrowed. And to get out of it, they're going to have to really, really stretch. And a lot of these people are ending up with a two-year degree with a $400 a month payment. Okay. Yeah. So 400, like a car payment coming out of there for the next 30 years. And it doesn't get reduced unless they figure out how to make enough money into job market that doesn't really, it's not really there. You know, so it's not, you're not necessarily going to get a job in what you got a degree in. There's a lot of other factors. And as I've told my kids, I said, you need to go to trade school or the military. Get training somewhere where you're going to make money. Sure. And you need to love what you do. Yeah. See, I don't know if you know, so what, we, what I've been doing here is a hobby. Okay. I don't get paid for any of this. Love to get paid for it. Who wouldn't? <laughs> I would think anybody would want to get paid for it. But I've never been paid a dime for this. If anything, I've spent money. And, uh, you know, it's a hobby. I love it. I'm going to continue to do it because I like doing this. It's not about getting paid. But if somebody wants to pay me for it, that'd be great. And if it's a way I made my living, it'd be even better. So you got to have something you do that you love while you work. Right. You got to have that hobby. Use it as an outlet. Yep. And that's why I started up the podcast because number one, I was getting banned everywhere. So this gives me another platform where I won't be censored for now. And, you know, it's kind of, kind of become my hobby to, to do it. And I've enjoyed doing it and I'm going to keep doing it. Well, I thought about doing the podcast myself. Um, I just haven't, uh, you know, I, I kind of, my envision, my vision for a show is where there's a couple of hosts and we are bringing on opposing views. Like, you know, this guy believes this guy believes in that. And we're going to, we're going to, we're going to debate this out in a clean environment where we can have the discussion, you know? And I think that's how you start to share ideas instead of, uh, and, you know, and to have, for me to have a good, healthy podcast isn't just one guy staring at a camera that's that's what I, for me that's not it's it works for some people if you're beautiful and people like to look at you but since i don't have all these <laughs> characteristics i'm just gonna go with uh, i need i need somebody to conversate with that uh, have a conversation with that will uh, allow us to bounce the ideas and introduce a, a group of people and be able to see more sides than just my point of view because i don't think the world operates off my point of view I think right. we have to collectively come together on some general ideologies that put us all in the same category again, citizens of the United States, you know, and until we get there, man, I don't know if there's a way to fix anything that's going on because we are up against an 800 pound gorilla. 100%. So, and, you know, that's, that's why I'm getting people like you on and I had Lambo and, uh, I'm getting some other good guests to come on is just get a lot of these great content creators on here. So everybody can get to kind of know, you know, the backgrounds and, and listen to the conversations we're having. Right. And it's hard, you know, it's to me, it's like I said, I think it's, 
it's important that because that's one of the things that we've all become is kind of like sounding boards. We are, we're all at different stages of reporting certain types of information that we find intriguing. And at the end of the day, you can wrap it all up and put us in a box. And that's why we find each other so easily when we get into these algorithms, you know, because we're all in the same ideology. We have to learn to expand outside of our own ideology, our own boxes. That's why, you know, I, I, there's, a, there's been plenty of like from parlor to getter to, you know, all these different sites that have come open. They're great. And they're, it's wonderful. You got a place to go post to the same people that are posting the same shit that you're posting. <laughs> right. That doesn't help. That doesn't help get the word out. We, you have to have an open platform. You got to be inviting to the other side as well. You got to have an invitation and you, and you got to treat them with respect. You can't go in there fighting. And, if, and everybody's got to be on that. You know, we're going to respect each other. There's no reason to have anything else go on in this. There's no reason for name calling or outrage that doesn't solve anything. Even if it's a slow burn to come up with solutions and to argue the points, we need to get to where we can do that again. Right. Until that happens, they've got us. And so it's our responsibility to stand up together and to come together to make these conversations happen instead of depending on an app that's going to block it or uh, a government that doesn't want us to have these discussions or really it's not our government, but the WEF and the Pentagon that's in control of these select individuals that are controlling everything. You know, the elites, if you will. So, I, I, it's, that's how we fight back is by stop letting them manipulate your fucking brain, pull your head out of our, pull all of our heads out of our ass and start to look at each other like we're people and humans and communicate our ideologies together so that we can come up with a solution that we can live with as citizens. And if we have that, we win the game. And that's how we win it. Exactly. Well, I'd like to thank you for being on the show and man and making my logo. That was just, uh, it's an awesome logo. I appreciate everything you've done. And if anybody out there, you know, needs something done, reach out to Adam, just, you know, hit him up on TikTok. Uh, you're on Instagram as well. Aren't you? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so I started that a couple months ago now. Yeah. Okay. So tell everybody where else they can find you at. That's where you can find me, actually. <laughs> you can you'll find me on TikTok or you'll find me. Uh, you can always email email me at askadamx at gmail.com. Uh, you know, or you can reach me via any of these platforms. I'm also on Facebook. Um, it's uh, Adam Paul is where I'm, I'm listed that everywhere. I got a couple of underscores on. I think it's Adam Paul underscore underscore Paul 3.0 on uh, TikTok. And Adam Haddam 1.0 on TikTok and Adam underscore underscore Paul on TikTok. <laughs> Those are all three active accounts right now. Um, and then, uh, of course, the Adam underscore Paul on the, uh, and I think it's uh, at Adam score, un- it's at Adam underscore underscore Paul on the Instagram. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show and everything that you do. Continue to keep doing awesome things and keep up the awesome content. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's been awesome. All right. So that's the end of the show. And everybody have a great day. All right, man. Later. Have a great one. Bye.